0: As you may know, I have a tendency to formulate my podcast around topics I have been discussing with clients. There has been this huge theme, as well as a shift uh, deepening to my understanding of unconditional love and what that means. To anybody who's listening to this podcast far off in the future, I am recording today on May 29th, 2020, we are in the middle of a pandemic and uh, it is bringing to light a lot of important spiritual lessons, things that were a part of 2020 anyway, things that are a part of awakening anyway, but were obscured and are able to be looked at in a more deep and more readily definable way, as if esoteric knowledge is somehow suddenly transformed into relatable, easy English, right? Or any language, let's be clear. So what I want to talk about today is unconditional love, but it doesn't mean I don't think what most people think. It doesn't just mean that I love you no matter what, that there's nothing you can do that make me that makes me not love you. That seems so intangible anyway right? I mean, it's just not true that there aren't things that people could do to make you not want to have anything to do with them. Unconditional love is something that grows within the self for the self that then allows you to honor other people in a stronger way. It is what we have to do right now. We have to self-validate. We have to become self-actualized. We must support and affirm ourselves yes we can be there for our partners our friends our children and they can do the same for us but on what scale and who's to say it should be in the way we want it at the time we want it how selfish is that to think that because we are so special that there should be any other person in the world capable of doing exactly what we want how we want when we want There is this shift that happens when you start to recognize the real truth that everybody is doing the best that they can in any given moment. Who are we to say that they are not? We can recognize that they are capable of more. We can see how lazy they seem or... How it seems like their plate gets full so, so fast, or their bandwidth is so narrow, they don't have time to think about anything else other than, you know, maybe their job and what's for dinner, if even that much. We can recognize, we can observe that that is different than what we have. But to judge them, to have expectations beyond their abilities is selfish. Because if we have the bandwidth, the space within ourselves to judge them, to question them, to desire something different, to push, to fight, to pull, to drown in discontent, we also have the energy to solve the very problem we are looking to have healed by them. If you have the energy to be angry or frustrated with your partner for not having the comforting words you need, you can take that energy and use it to comfort yourself, to redirect your own thoughts, to validate yourself, or to do the thing that you need in order to do that, right? To take a class, to go for a walk, to exercise, to decide that you are okay with yourself exactly the way that you are or that the time you thought you were wasting was actually well-deserved moment of restful, mindful observance of human life, even when it's disguised as something seemingly ridiculous, redundant, or silly. You've heard me say it dozens of times, time enjoyed is not time wasted. Many years ago, gosh, so many (laughs) in the late 90s, I guess, my college sweetheart's mother had this poem that she kept hung up near her computer. And I have it somewhere, though I've not been able to find it. I've looked for it for years. I imagine it will resurface in the exact perfect moment. But the gist of it is that we should be so concerned with personal growth that we do not have time to notice the flaw the, the faults the flaws or faults of others. That always struck me as important. It is a bit too idealistic. I mean, we're gonna notice. And in a lot of ways, it's selfish not to notice. We can take the horrific racist activity that has happened in the past week, well, years, but this week in particular, uh, for those of you in the future, there have been some particularly awful moments of racist behavior in our country. We can take All of the energy, we we can look at the fact, okay, there are people who like to say they don't see color. And there's a big movement right now towards trying to help everybody understand that not seeing color is not the goal. It's not the goal. It's not only not the goal, it's perhaps part of the problem. We need to see it. We need to recognize that it is beautiful. We need to recognize that unfortunately we are still in a state of collective consciousness where any one of us is likely to be put in a position where we need to not only see color but protect it. We need to be prepared to stand up for what is right, to defend our brothers and sisters of any color, of any race, gender, or lack thereof. We need to recognize our differences. We need to see the differences that we have from our spouses, from our children, from our friends, from our parents. We need to bear witness to how we are different so that we can give them grace, so that we can give them unconditional love, so that we can recognize the effort that they put in to succeeding for themselves in their own lives as individuals while we focus on success in our own life school, on becoming the best versions of our self, of managing our own emotions, our own fears, our own health, our own healing, our own growth, all of the things that can really truly only at the end of the day only be done by the individual. We can use addiction as an example. No one gets sober for other people. They have to be ready. No one gets fit and healthy for other people. They have to want it. No one embraces their education, unless they're a child, for other people. We do what we want to because it is important to us. The only person we can change is ourselves. If we happen to change somebody else, it will be by our example. Or because they came seeking it. Anyone who can be changed, who can learn or grow from the words they hear me say now, is going to be because they have come here willingly, ready to listen, ready to change, seeking the knowledge, the information, the guidance, the motivation, whatever it is that will help them shift their thinking. That, beloved, if somebody comes to you for that, lay it before their feet. But other than those moments, The only good that we can do is to become the best versions of ourselves. That often requires, above all things, changeability. The willingness to gain new information, new insight, to look at ourselves and see where we can change, how we can grow. Sometimes it is the release of a dogma or a staunch lifelong belief. Sometimes it is the realization that what we have seen in others is really just a reflection of ourselves, no matter how big or small it may be in comparison to the foil that they have given us. But that our desire, our feeling, our need for them to be different in order for us to be okay is selfish and is a bigger part of the problem than we have ever allowed ourselves to believe before. Beloved, we must lessen the duality between who we are, who we envision ourselves to be, the I am of us, that higher self, the, the Christ light within, right? That thing we know we can be, our awakened self, we must lessen the space between the duality between that and our humanness, our right to, our right to react, our right to need, this selfish belief that we deserve some perfect human being, even though we are not perfect. Let's be clear. I'm not saying settle. I don't mean that at all. But how dare we? judge somebody else for their inability to make us whole. How dare we judge somebody else for their inability to say the words we know we would need to hear. If we know we need to hear it, guess who can tell it to us? Ourselves. We can bathe ourselves in our own inner dialogue. We can speak out loud to ourselves. Those are the most healing words of all. We can look ourselves in our own eyes Or if we are weak, we can go to someone else and say, this is what I need to hear. But you better make sure they've got the bandwidth for it first. How selfish is it for us to assume that just because we are having a moment of weakness means that this other person in our world is going to have a moment of strength? That is not unconditional love. That is saying, be what I need you to be. Be a tool for me. People aren't tools, beloved. If you need comfort, validation, a person cannot be your tool by which to achieve it. That is not fair. That is misguided. That is some... knight in shining armor, hero worship bullshit. (laughs) Okay. No. When someone else has the ability, the bandwidth to be it, allow them that. Please don't take that away from them. In fact, I tell people often, you need to give your partner a win. Allow them to comfort you. That is important. But that has to come when they have space for it. I recently shared a post that I found quite insightful. Somebody was saying that when their friend calls them and needs to vent or share what's going on, she first asks them if they are in a place mentally and emotionally for her to unpack. And that that is, in that person's opinion, the most loving thing anybody had ever done for them. That's unconditional love. If I need comfort from my husband, and I know that he is not in a place to give it to me or I'm not sure, I ask him, I say, listen, when you have the time When you have the bandwidth, I love that phrase, right? Bandwidth, it's important. It helps us really understand, right? We have so much going on, all this information flowing, 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 flowing. One more thing sometimes fries the whole system, right? I will say, when you're ready, when you have it, I could really use your support, your validation, your comfort. And then I walk away and I give it to myself, right? Or better yet, I give it to myself first. We have to, you guys. It's actually a little easier to conceive of right now with everything going on with the pandemic and all because we're all going through this, right? We're all dealing with the same crisis. And so it's somehow easier to process this idea that, they are fearful too, that they are at their wit's end too, right? But this is really a lesson for all of life, for all of love. Unconditional love is letting other people be exactly who they are while we are exactly who we are. Striving to align the preponderance of our thinking, the preponderance of our actions to the spiritual. Preponderance just means more than is not, right? Most of. We are in human bodies, in human lives. It is extremely unlikely that on every given day, and every given moment, we are going to be perfectly aligned with our most spiritual thinking. It is the goal, (laughs) okay? But we're gonna have moments. When we have a moment, we expect everybody to understand, right? How many of us have said to our partner, just give me a little grace, I'm tired. I've, I've talked to too many people today. I've done too much today. I don't wanna make another decision. And we expect them to understand. It's not about you don't take it personally. And yet when the tables are turned, how much do we struggle to give them the same grace that we so desperately want when our buckets are full? And so, unconditional love is loving someone else the way we want to be loved. Growing for ourselves, not for them, for ourselves. Becoming more insightful and more insightful more confident, more at peace. It all starts within our own thinking. There is literally nothing anybody can say ever that will do that for us. Something that they say or that I say or that you read, it could walk you. It can lead you right up to the light switch and put your finger on the light switch and say, now flip it, (laughs) right? But that light switch doesn't flip. That aha moment does not happen unless you have decided that my power, my confidence, my validation, it comes from within, is mine. And then we trust that that other person will accept theirs as their own as well and anytime we can remind them sorry and... i'm not sure about that <laughs> i think alexa needs some guidance <laughs> wow anytime we can remind someone that they have the power we should anytime we can tell them You have the power to change your mind. You have the power to look at yourself and see beauty. We should, but that does not mean that it's our job. It's not our job to validate anyone. It's not our job to make them feel safe. It's not our job to make them love themselves. We cannot do that. What we can do is love them as they are on that journey for themselves. And make sure that their low moments don't pull us under. And we don't allow our low moments to pull them under either. Think about it, beloved. The most loving thing you can do is to awaken. I'm sending you all light and love, health and protection. And I would like to end today by having you join me in an affirmation. My mind is blessed with truth. My heart is blessed with love. My body is blessed with health. I am grateful for these great blessings. My mind is blessed with truth. My heart is blessed with love. My body is blessed with health. I am grateful for these great blessings. Until next time, beloved. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today for this episode of Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. It is my privilege to have your ear and your time. Come out, find me on social media, visit one of my seminars, book an educational session. However it is that I can support you, I'm here. Remember, beloved, there's a little brunette with a podcast who's got your back.